of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. On September 14, 2014, 23-year-old Hannah Witheridge and 24-year-old David Miller who'd only just met by chance on Katow, were talking at the AC bar. The pair, both from the UK, left the bar together around 1 a.m. It was the last time either of them was seen alive. Early the next morning, on September 15th, a beach cleaner found their partially clad bodies. David was floating in the water. Hannah was found on the sand, the waves slapping over her. Detectives discovered a garden hoe covered in blood near their bodies. An autopsy revealed that David had scratches on his back and water in his lungs, indicating he'd drowned. Hannah's body was covered in wounds, bruising, and scratches. Their deaths sparked international outrage and questions about a lack of justice on Katow. Welcome to Death Island, a production of KT Studios and iHeartRadio. Episode 9, The Case Against Wei Pio and Zhao Lin. I'm Connor Powell, an investigative journalist at KT Studios with Stephanie Lidecker, Courtney Armstrong, Andrew Arnau, and Jeff Shane. 
After three months of deliberations, the court adjourned. The prosecution asked for the death penalty and the fate of Zhao Lin and Wei Pio rests with the three judges. The audio you just heard was from the documentary Murder in Paradise. It's one of the mothers standing on the courtroom step saying, please release my son, please. My son did not do this. The judges announced the verdict. Zhao Lin and Wei Pio are found guilty. They're sentenced the death penalty. In our years of following this case, we've encountered many people who question if the Thai government convicted the right people for the crime. We should note that the family of David Miller firmly believes justice was done based on the evidence presented at the trial. We should also note that any and all Tavichian family members have been cleared by Thai officials of any connection to this crime. Here's Connor. So essentially what happened in this case is that the Tavichian family are one of the big mafia families on this island. They, they own one of the three or four areas of this island, and they own Sari Beach, which is where all the parties and the hotels generally are. The very first day, the police fingered Tavichian as the guy who either did the murder or oversaw the murder. Oh, that didn't land particularly well with Kotal's rolling family and the police um, that were on the island. And so they immediately started looking at other people. But the first 24 hours, the police statements pointed the finger at Tavichian. But being their place on the island and in Thai politics, they started a, a massive campaign to take DNA from Burmese um, migrants who were on the island working. There were three Burmese boys who were in the area, self-admittedly, playing uh, the guitar on the beach and drinking. They arrested all three. One of them worked for the Tavichian family. He's released. The other two are in the area. They get fingered as the guys who killed Hannah and David. The police drop all reference to Tavichian as the main suspect, and the police officer who made that announcement is discharged and basically sent away. If Wei Pio and Zhao Lin are innocent, then who might be responsible for the deaths of David Miller and Hannah Witheridge? If you remember, there was the quote, Running Man video. CSILA is the Facebook group that David A. runs, and some of the members had an interesting takeaway from that video when compared to the video of the three Burmese on the motorcycle. There are some members of CSILA who observed that the three men are wearing dark pants in the video, while the running man was captured on CCTV wearing light-colored shorts. Also, there were reports that David Miller got into an altercation with someone at the AC bar. Another report noted that Hannah got into an incident with an employee at the AC bar. During the trial, there was some more information provided about this. Here's veteran international journalist Sarah Yoon, who lived on Thailand for eight years. She reported on the arrest and subsequent trial of the Burmese immigrants. The nephew of the man who owned the bar where these two young people were last seen before their deaths, he was implicated in their deaths by certain people I understand on the island. I don't know who, but I know that they'd spoken to the investigating officers and suggested that this man may have been involved. And we got some hearsay information that he and Hannah had had some level of a relationship, whether it was simply they liked each other and had been talking or more than that. And so I was told that he was in the AC bar where they were last seen at two o'clock in the morning on that evening. The police in court said that they knew there had been a fight 
in the AC bar on the night that Hannah and David were murdered. And when asked if they had followed up this information, that there had been a fight, they stared straight back at the lead judge and said, no, we never followed it up. And he said, why did you not follow it up? And the police officer replied, we didn't think it was relevant. Namsat Tavichian, who has been formally cleared of all charges, claims he was in Bangkok at university all weekend and was not on Katao the night of Hannah and David's murder. Tavichian provided a video that shows him on CCTV cameras in Bangkok at the time. But there are some who suggest that there are jumps in the footage and that the timestamp appears to be altered. One way to verify if Tavichian was on the island the night of Hannah and David's murder is to check the CCTV cameras at the dock on Katao. There are 300 CCTV cameras on Katao. They claim 200 were not working. And when asked if they'd looked at the camera at the dock where the boats come in and the early morning boat goes out at 5 a.m., which was about two hours after that Hannah and David were said to have been murdered, and the potential first speedboat could have gone to Bangkok with the nephew of the headman. And they said, we never looked at those cameras. We don't think that's relevant either. You know, he was back in Bangkok by 9 a.m., but it isn't impossible to get a speedboat to Bangkok by 9 a.m., as the Thai reporters were aware. During the very brief period that Davichian was considered a suspect, the Thai police conducted a DNA test on him. And so they did a DNA test on television of this young man, who's only about 24. And the police senior investigating officer told the court that that DNA report had never been released to him. And he had never received anything from the, um, the DNA testing of that young man. He said this in court? Yes. In court, they said, did you test the nephew of the head man on the island? And the senior police investigating officer said, yes, I did. And and then they said, OK, and, and what were the results? And he said, I never received it. I was told I would receive a report, but I never did. And so the judge said to him, well, did you chase it up? You know, did you try and elicit yourself? And he said, no. And so then they moved on. And the defence did not stand up and say, what do you mean, no? (laughs) Why did you not do this when it was done on television too? Because the Thai people were asking questions. Let's stop here for a break. We'll be back in a moment. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Attorney Ian Yarwood has been following the case for years. He provides his opinion on the DNA test that was conducted on Davician. His name was Sonia, who was the chief of police from the 1st of October 2014, which was the time when the two young Burmese guys were arrested until uh, 12 months later. And in that 12 month period, he was going out of his way to scapegoat the two Burmese guys. He went to the extraordinary length of appearing in a press conference with Nomsod, who's his son, and Waropan, who's the headman. But, you know, the chief of police turns up in a press conference with them and they do a bit of theatre whereby Nomsod gives a cheek swab or a buccal swab for a DNA test, but no one else can see what the result of that test is. There's nothing scientific about it. There's no transparency, but you know, he says, look, you know, we can prove that um, he was not one of the rapists, and if he wasn't one of the rapists, he wasn't one of the murderers. I just thought that the convictions of the two Burmese guys were completely outrageous. It was abundantly clear to me that they were convicted on completely bogus DNA evidence that should never, ever have been accepted by the judges. Scholar David Strukvis estimated that in a given year, the conviction rate in Thai courts for certain charges was 
So basically, tie courts really just act like rubber stamps. And uh, quite often we find that the judges don't really understand the evidence. They don't really care about the evidence. They've already made up their mind what's going to happen. Here again, Connor speaking with Sarah Yoon. I'm curious, when the conviction came down, the, the ruling of guilty, what went through your mind? I got the information and I was angry. And it isn't an attachment like some people say, like doctors, you shouldn't get to attach to the story you're covering. It wasn't attachment. It was injustice. Just this enormous sense of injustice that this is not right. Something is not right. I was so angry that people could sit in court and say these outrageous things that made it so clear that what they claimed had happened was not the case. And then that the court could convict. I remember my family saying to me, you know, oh, come on, you know that there's no justice in this world. You know, that's normal. And it was like, yeah, but it was barefaced injustice. It was so barefaced. After the verdict was announced, David Miller's brother gave a statement to the press. We believe that after a difficult start, the Royal Thai Police conducted a methodical and thorough investigation. Having listened carefully to all the evidence, and despite what their lawyers say, it is our opinion that the evidence against Weipo and Zorlin is absolutely overwhelming. They raped to satisfy their selfish desires and murdered to cover up that fact. They have shown no remorse during the trial. Again, Ian Yarwood. Ian Miller and Sue Miller, the parents of David Miller, they and their surviving son, Michael, you know, they came out on the uh, steps of the Samui Provincial Court after the two Burmese guys were convicted of murder. And um, Michael delivered a, well, it was a, it was a very sort of powerful speech. It, and he, he was actually heavily praising the Royal Thai Police for their investigation. And Mr. Miller has worked internationally for all his career. So I know that he knew what was being said was the same as what I was hearing. And at one point he said to me, I just want someone to be guilty. Wait, hold on, hold on. You had a conversation with Mr. Miller. We did have a conversation. I went to the end of the balcony with him outside the courtroom and I said, look, you heard what I've heard. You must understand that the case does not support the conviction of these two boys. I'm not saying they're not guilty. I don't know. But this case does not support the conviction. I'm curious. Have there been other cases in Thailand where Burmese workers were sort of scapegoated uh, and blamed for something, whether it was murder, rape, theft, whatever? Is that something that has happened in Thailand before? Yes, it happens all the time. Phil Robertson is the director of Human Rights Watch Asia. There's always scapegoating of migrant workers. There's been cases where migrant workers were blamed for rapes of Thai women when it turned out that, in fact, you know, the son of a politician was doing it, a Thai politician. You know, all these things are happening. They're really rapidly hushed up. The migrant workers themselves, uh, if they're hauled into court, oftentimes they don't have access to proceedings in their own language. So if they don't speak Thai or don't understand enough Thai, they really don't know what's going on. Oftentimes, they don't have access to uh, legal services. They don't know what their rights are. So, you know, it's not much justice for migrant workers in Thailand. That's the reality of it. Wei Pio and Zhao Lin then appealed the verdict. Well, what happened was that there was an appeal, and the appeal went 
before the same judges who sat on the original trial. So, of course, they came up with the same result. And then it was appealed further to the Supreme Court of Thailand, which is their top court. The Supreme Court of Thailand upheld the verdict of the lower courts. Author and journalist Sue Buchanan lived on Thailand for years and wrote the book The Curse of the Turtle, the true story of Thailand's backpacker murders. You were allowed two appeals. They had their first appeal to Region 8, which is basically the same crew that gave them the death penalty in the first place. We held out some hope for the Supreme Court appeal in Bangkok because they have been known to exonerate people who lost their first appeal but they lost that one. Then their last option was to appeal to the king for a pardon, which they did, and he never got back to them. Again, Sarah Yoon. There are a few cases in your journalistic life that really, really get to you and continue to affect you and upset you for years to come. Obviously, disasters and bombings and things, they do that. But this case really, really, really upset me and made me feel guilty because my son was the same age as wife owns all in and what was said in court was so so clear of a failed investigation or a deliberately failed investigation and these two boys are still sitting in prison and I worry about two things one thing I worry is that the international press jumped on it so quickly that we made them too hot to handle so we made it impossible for them to treat these two boys as a scapegoat, which I believe they were, and then just like let them go off back to Burma and keep quiet and don't say anything. And I fear that we made it too well known for them to do that. And I know that they have done that in the past by letting prisoners go back to Burma. And two, I know that if my son had been in that situation and had been put in that prison, I'd, I'd, I'd raise the prison to the ground personally to get him out. And I don't feel like I've done enough for those two young men. You know, their lives are ruined. And if they are innocent, then I feel an enormous personal guilt more for them than any other trial I've ever covered or any other place I've ever been. And I think that it would be so, so good if there was a possibility of finding out who is behind these events on Kotal. And if whatever was found out could possibly free these two men if they're innocent. But I believe that the deception goes higher than just the police force. I believe it goes much, much higher because a scapegoat was required and these two were chosen. But every day, every day I think about them and every day I think I should have done more. In 2020, the royal Thai king commuted Wei Pio and Zhao Lin's death sentences to life in prison. Zhao Lin and Wei Pio are in prison. Their sentence has been commuted from death to life. Is there any appeals left? Are they done? Are they just sort of there left for the rest They're of done. their lives? They're done. There's no legal avenue now. The only option is to prove someone else did it. And even then, I don't know how you'd, you know, reopen the case. It's finished. It's done. They're in prison for the rest of their lives unless the king gives them more amnesties. How are they doing right now? I know you occasionally change letter or exchange letters with them. What is their situation right now? I'm in touch with Zorlin regularly and every second Sunday I write a very long letter to him and he writes to me um, every month. They're having a terrible time. I mean, they've, they've had COVID restrictions, so they haven't been able to get out of their cells. They keep going on to lockdown, so they're all stuck in their own buildings. 
they're not getting visitors because of the couple of years of COVID restrictions where prisoners have not been able to see their families. They just can't cope with it. So they're all feeling very isolated, very cut off. I mean, the last time I spoke to Zorlin, he'd not heard from his family in over seven months. Doesn't even know if they're still alive. So, you know, they're just having a really, really nasty, horrible, soul-destroying time. And I really do think the only thing that keeps them going is the fact that they know there's people out here who are still trying to help them and they haven't been forgotten. But Sue Buchanan has a plan. I don't know whether we can get a judicial review. I don't know whether we can sue the police, sue the courts. We have to look at all these legal mechanisms. But first of all, I need some evidence with which to create options. I found out that I could get the prosecution files and then they said there was like, so many of them and the court would have to copy them and give them over and they charging a few baht a copy and I just like thousands and thousands of these things you know I don't have thousands and thousands of pounds to, to get all of them so I just said to my lawyer get what you can just you know in most important thing is I want all the DNA stuff and I want all the witness stuff because that that's the most important my lawyer went down there and first of all he had to go to the prison and he had to get power of attorney from Zorlin and Wei Pure well I didn't tell them why I was sending a lawyer to get power of attorney because obviously the prison officers read the letters. So I didn't want the prison officers tipped off to the fact I was going to start trying to get prosecution files. So I just said to um, Zorlin, you've just got to trust me. If my lawyer turns up, you just got to sign whatever he brings in. Like, please don't ask questions, just trust me. Well, it took him like three months to get there. And then Zorlin wrote a letter saying, oh, your lawyer's been in, I signed this letter. And then my lawyer told me, oh yeah, I've got power of attorney. I'm going down to Coast Mui, put in the request. And then weeks and weeks and weeks went past. And I'm like, are these guys just ripping me off? Or is the court just trying to find a way not to provide me with these documents? Like, why is it taking so long? Let's stop here for another break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. 
Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Again, we must note that Zhao Lin and Wei Pio have been found guilty in a court of law of the murders of Hannah Witheridge and David Miller. In an effort to find out more information about processing DNA samples, Connor reached out to forensic expert Joseph Scott Morgan. The thinking, according to Sue and a couple other people that we've talked to, is that because of the influence the Tavichian family had when they were taking DNA samples, because they did take DNA from the Tavichian guy as well, but that they probably just switched his DNA with one of the two migrant workers, in this case, Zalin. So that the sample that's taken from Hannah's body does actually match the sample taken from somebody who was likely the murderer. But because of the haphazard nature of collecting the DNA, that just the labeling process probably literally got switched. And this is why I say uh, Sue has evidence, according to her, that the DNA samples were stored in the refrigerator in the bar uh, before they were taken to the mainland to be processed. So they were also processed within 24 hours in supposedly in Singapore. How quickly can DNA be processed generally? Here, it's a slow roll because if you're looking, if you're going to a national police lab here or a state police lab, it's take a number and get in line. If you've got political influence, you can bump it up the line. You know, you can move it to the head of line and get it done really quickly. If there's no line, how quickly does it take? They could probably have it turned around in about a week and a half, I would imagine. So just the test itself is not something that gets turned around in a day? Not most of the time, no. I mean, I think that that's one of the holes in the, in the court's case is that the police within a day, maybe it was two days, 48 hours, not only collected the sample, sent it to Singapore to be processed, and then that's what was used to point the finger at the Burmese kids, which doesn't sound like that's something that is actually possible under ideal circumstances. No, it wouldn't be. Not that quickly. Ian Yarwood points out that he believes there were multiple issues with how the Thai authorities collected and stored the DNA evidence in this case. It was really painfully obvious to me in July of 2015 
when people such as Somiot, the chief of police, made statements to the, to the effect that, um, oh yes, well we, uh, we don't have any of the original mixed semen sample, but we know that they're the killers. In fact, what they had was a bit like a, a photocopy. They call it amplified DNA. So it's just the result of another test. But, you know, when it comes to, say, the laws of evidence, you have to rely on what's called the best evidence rule. And so if you are saying this mixed semen sample came from these two individuals, you cannot have a photocopy of the sample. You have to have an original sample, which is available for anyone else to retest. It's not just a question of take our word for it. So, I mean, I knew in July of 2015 that the, um, the chief of police was completely full of shit. Why was he full of shit? Because he did not have any of the original mixed semen sample. I've got a teaspoon here. I mean, that will hold um, five millilitres of fluid. And in order to conduct one of these tests on a mixed semen sample, According to Jane Torpen, who's that forensic scientist, she said that you only need five microliters. You know, micro is one thousandth the size of a, a milliliter. So you could do a thousand tests with something that size. But the chief of police was saying, oh, well, it was all used up. And then later on, they were saying, oh, no, the journalists uh, misunderstood. We've still got the evidence. But what they had was amplified evidence, which is like a photocopy you know, and you can't rely on a photocopy. It's like if I could photocopy your passport, um, Connor, but, you know, with a little bit of work, you know, I could change your date of birth and change your name and a few other things. And so the photocopy is unreliable. You need the original evidence that the Thai court should not have accepted it, but they did. Connor reached back out to Sue Buchanan about the request she put in for the prosecution's files in the case against Wei Pio and Zhao Lin. How are things? Yeah, pretty mad, really. It's all going a bit bonkers with the um, investigation. I don't think they ever banked on the fact that I would get hold of the prosecution files. I mean, I don't think they ever thought that far ahead. I don't think they even knew there was a legal mechanism where I could get hold of the prosecution files. I mean, they're not. They, they don't forward think anyway. But I mean, you know, I, I had no idea that almost, you know, nine years later, I'd get hold of those files. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. And, and just sort of recap a little bit, what all you were sent, what all you got. We've got everything. So my lawyer went down to Samui Court and put in a request for the documents. And I was expecting like maybe a few hundred pages. And then two massive boxes were shipped up to Bangkok. And there's like 27,000 pages in there. Wow. The judge said this conviction is purely on this matching DNA. So that's their Achilles heel. So I'm like, send me all the DNA stuff. So that's what they did. I'm like, holy hell, I have no idea we were getting the whole, you know, kit and caboodle. The documents sent to Sue Buchanan contain the prosecutor's files, the autopsies of David Miller and Hannah Witheridge, and the DNA analysis done by Thai authorities. Everything was, of course, written in Thai. So Sue got them translated into English. She also contacted a forensic lab in the UK to go over the DNA test results. Sue has her own hypothesis of who else might have been involved in Hannah and David's murders. As it's only speculation, we've beeped their name below. So the report came back, and it's not a piece of shit at all. Like, the whole thing's, like, perfect. So they've done a really diligent job on the DNA. Well, I've been through all of it, and he sent me a 19-page explanation. And the DNA that was found in Hannah's vagina was definitely matched the sample from 
way pure. So they found DNA on that. So they took that away and the DNA profile was left matched Zorlin, right? So there's just no getting around it. They've, they've done it all properly. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. Like, I've always wondered how the could have paid off the courts, paid off the judges, paid off the laboratory. And I'm thinking that's not what happened, right? All they've done is they've taken swabs from tons of Burmese people on Kotao, including Wei Pure and Zorlin. And all they had to do was switch that and put Zorlin and Wei Pure's label on it. And hey, presto, you've got this perfect match. So, I mean, that, then all you've got to do is pay off one copper, right? Well, hold on. Let's. I want to walk through this because I, I want to better understand this as well. And I just, as you're trying to explain this, uh, the, the sample, the only thing that matches are the samples, correct? Wapio's sample, Zalin sample with what is in theory found on Hannah. Because the entire process was contaminated, we don't actually know if the DNA that was taken from Hannah was actually taken from Hannah, correct? From what we've got, it looks like it was because they've matched her DNA. But when I, when I first saw the report, I was literally having palpitations going, oh my God, they're guilty, they're guilty. And I was just like, wow, I, you know, I'm so shocked that it was a good, a, a good job by the laboratory. And then I suddenly thought, hang on a minute, it's so much easier to pay one cop on Kotao, just that little bit of money. That, literally, all they had to do was, was find two labels, just, just put two labels with the wrong. That's literally all they had to do to pull this off was two sticky labels. It's so simple, it's frightening. Right, and who knows at what point that was done. So the only thing I can do now is get Zorlin's DNA out of that prison. And if it matches the sample they've used, he's banged to rights and I've been barking up the wrong tree for nine years and I'll go over there and kill him myself. Or... It means that it's not his, and not only is it not his and the ties have fitted him up, they've been in collusion with the person who actually bloody killed her because we've got the DNA profiles of the two people who were involved. I totally agree. Like To me, the obvious way that you would stitch this up would be to essentially take the DNA samples and just write the person's name who you want to frame on this is their DNA, right? Because you cannot deny the matches they've got are indisputable. I mean, you know, far from doing a shoddy job, like Jane Torpin said, they've done a, you know, miraculously, they've done an amazing job. Like it's, it's, it's really is international standards, but the, what they can't account for is the chain of custody. Yeah, those samples match. They definitely match two individuals, but is it Zorlin and Wei Biol? And everything we know about the island says that the chain of custody, from what people witnessed who were there, you know, with the DNA being essentially, you know, recklessly being pulled and put into beer boxes and things like that, other DNA. But also what we know about the corruption on the island suggests that the only way you stitch this up and you fix this is that you just essentially, in the back of a police room as you're taking DNA swabs, you, you just change the names. And there's no accounting for that throughout the legal system. Exactly. But, but whoever's done this, whoever's done this, I mean, their DNA was in Hannah. So who, if they have swapped labels, the, the people who've organized that are the two people who were there. So whoever's DNA sample we've got, or who, there's two DNA samples, whoever they belong to, we now have the code of the killer. It either belongs to them or it doesn't. So if it matches, they've conned me for nine years and they really are the killers. If it doesn't match, then Thailand's screwed because not only have they fitted those boys up, they've, they've taken the DNA from actual killers and labeled it as somebody else. There's no gray areas in this anymore, Connor. It's either, it either is the boys or it isn't the boys, and that's, that's it. Yeah. More on that this season. If you have any information about Hannah Witheridge and David Miller, please contact us at producers at kt-studios.com. For more information and relevant photos, follow us on Instagram at kt underscore studios.
Death Island is produced by Stephanie Lidecker, Connor Powell, Andrew Arnau, Jeff Shane, Chris Kakaro, Gabriel Castillo, and me, Courtney Armstrong. Editing and sound design by Jeff Twa. Music by Vanacore Music. Death Island is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.